Welcome to Matt Delia is Confused. This is Matt Delia, aka M Diesel, and hi. Christmas has come and passed, and I like that. I hope everybody that celebrates Christmas had a good Christmas, and that you, like me, are happy that Christmas is now over. Um, no panics for me, uh, on the gift receiving side. The last episode I talked about how, uh, receiving gifts is hard for me because I tend to overthink my reaction to them before I even receive them. So it's like I panic about wanting to make sure the person giving it to me thinks I like it. Before I even get a chance to like it or dislike it, I worry about this because even if I dislike it, I want them to think I like it. So usually what happens is I get a gift and I do like it. And my natural feeling is that I do like the gift that I was given and I feel love and appreciation for the person who gave it to me and from the person who gave it to me. And yet still my reaction is like, feels like some artificial bullshit. Uh, and, and like, I can't get it out right, even if it's an, an actual appreciation on my part. Anyway, uh, I have psychological problems. So that, but the good news is that didn't happen. Uh, this Christmas, all gifts of mine were received, I believe with, um, just sort of a general low grade anxiety, but not specifically because the gifts were being given just because I have that low grade anxiety, uh, in life every single day, Christmas or not. Um, but now that that's over, we got New Year's Eve coming up and I'm, I, I hadn't thought very much about how, because I, I I never think about New Year's Eve and people who think a lot about New Year's Eve are, even when I did like socialize a lot and, and party a lot and drink a lot. Even in those days, I, I thought I, I didn't like New Year's Eve. Um, it's just, it's, it was always just too much. And there's so much expectation to have a fucking great time, to have the best time. Uh, and it just never is fun. And then it takes seven hours to get home, you know? So the fact that it's so much expectation, it's never as fun as it's supposed to be. And it takes seven hours to get home. It's just never been my thing. Now, the last several years, I should say, I, I don't even drink anymore. So, um, it's really just get stuck somewhere for seven hours. Uh, get stuck somewhere, and then whenever you decide to get unstuck and go home, be home in seven hours. That is not a good deal. So, I generally, I don't do anything anymore. And But I will say this year, because of the year it's been, 2020, that fucking awful terrible no good year nobody the one perk of of that in regards to new year's is that nobody is like what are you doing for new year's eve and there's absolutely no pressure to do anything for new year's eve 
uh, because no one's really doing anything, because no one can do anything. Um, now, that being said, the root cause of no one asking me what my plans are for New Year's Eve is a horrible, devastating, terrible, no good thing. So don't get it confused. I'm not happy, but I'm trying to look at the bright angles here. And one of the bright angles is that no one is texting me, asking me what I'm doing for New Year's Eve and making me feel like I should do something when I know in my heart, in my bones, in my soul that I don't fucking want to. So this year, I don't fucking want to do anything and I don't fucking got to do anything and I don't even fucking got to think about doing anything. Because of the pandemic. Everything pandemic related is terrible. It's okay to find the little bright lights, such as to be relieved and to find joy in the fact that no one is asking you what the fuck your plans are for New Year's Eve and acting like there should be something spectacular that you are doing. Fuck that. New Year's Eve sucks always. It would have sucked this year. Even if the year was a fucking amazing and we could all do whatever we wanted, New Year's Eve would suck. So just like I usually do before every near holiday, I can't wait to the day after that holiday. Just like Christmas, I knew it would be fun, but I couldn't wait till Christmas was over. And just like New Year's Eve, I'm sure it'll be fun. Everybody having low-key things going on, hopefully. Fucking not being an idiot. Not being crammed inside with people. I can't wait. I still can't wait for that to be over. So after Christmas passes, I look forward to December 26th. That's passed. Now I'm looking towards forward to January 1st. Just a few days away. But as this year ends and the new year is upon us, I, I think like many people, have uh, been sort of taking stock of the year that's passed and taking uh, 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 a look at what's to come and our plans and our expectations and our goals for the following year. And I think as most of us do that, most of us think, where the fuck is all my money? (laughs) Where is the money I want to have but don't have? Where is the money I, it's, it's, it's one of a few things all of us are thinking. Where's the money I don't have that I want to have? Where's the money that I usually have that I don't have? Where's the money that I sometimes have that I don't have? And, or just where's the money that I never had and currently also don't have? But no one is like, wow, what about all my money that I have this year? And what about all my rosy prospects for next year financially? Unless your name is fucking Jeff Bezos. Could Jeff Bezos look more like Dr. Evil? That's a thing, right? People talk about that. Because if you look at Jeff Bezos and you don't immediately think of Dr. Evil, then... What's up with you? The only... It's, it should take less than a second upon seeing Jeff Bezos for anyone seeing Jeff Bezos to think of Dr. Evil. 
But yeah, unless you're Jeff Bezos, you have no reason to feel good about your finances this year. That's my impression of, of, of 2020 going into 2021. Everybody taking stock, looking what they got, looking what they want. Everyone's like, where the fuck is money? I have none. I, I'm close to none. And I see none on the horizon. That's generally where everybody's at, unless your name's Jeff Bezos. Um, which is why, of course, he planned the pandemic and why, of course, he paid to develop coronavirus and unleash it on the population of the world so that the world would shut down and everyone would need to order Amazon for everything and he would make lots and lots and lots of even more money than he already had and dominate the world economy even more. Psych. Don't think that, but I know many, many people do, and those people are fucking stupid. But my point about the money is none of us have it unless we're Jeff Bezos. Um, and yet, and as the year comes to a close, despite no one having money, despite everyone knowing no one has money, despite also the government knowing none of the American, the American citizen it represents has any money, have any money, I should say. As, as, we're, as the COVID relief bill is coming together that I was talking about uh, last week, which had just come together before I started recording my episode, which then was flung into jeopardy because Trump gave some national talk about how 600 wasn't enough and it should be $2,000 for every American citizen. I agree. Every Democrat agrees. Every fucking so-called Democratic Socialist agrees. That would include fucking Bernie Sanders and that Mar Ed Markey from Massachusetts. The leftist-leaning politicians, elected officials. But also many on the right think that. And also, every person wants that. Let me tell you who doesn't exist in the country right now. Someone who is hurting financially and doesn't want $2,000 instead of 600 Now, take that piece of information, stand that one alone for a moment. There's no one in the country that is economically hurting that doesn't want $2,000 instead of $600. And another way to say that is everyone in the country who is financially hurting wants $2,000 instead of $600 as part of the, quote, COVID relief bill or stimulus package or, quote, the much-needed stimulus package. These are all terms that people have come to call it for some fucking reason. Who knows how this happens? I don't know how this happens. How one person calls it something, something, and then another person does, and then it snowballs, and then suddenly everybody's calling it the COVID relief package. But anyway, last week it looked like $600 was coming shortly. Trump threw that in disarray, put that in jeopardy, along with everything else in the COVID relief package. 
because he said he might not sign it. We need way more than that. We need $2,000, not $600. 2000 happened to be the number that far-left politicians like Bernie Sanders and AOC and Ed Markey and Biz Markey <laughs> um, so there seemed to be some common ground. It seemed like Trump shitting on the bill he received, saying it wasn't nearly enough and that there was too much pork in it, but also there wasn't nearly enough of a relief check for every American citizen. Democrats were like, all right, fuck yeah, we're ready. We already wrote that shit up. We already proposed that. We got that in writing. We're ready to go. Congress approved it. Senate was just about to take a vote on it. And Mitch, the bitch, bitch McConnell, bitch McConnell, bitch, bitch Cuntle, Republican senator from Kentucky, who looks more like a turtle than turtles. <laughs> bitch, bitch Cuntle. Republican senator from Kentucky, Senate Majority Leader, who looks more like a giant turtle than giant turtles. Immediately, before a vote was even taken, before it was even really actually discussed on the Senate floor, Opposed it, shot it down, said nah. And so now everyone's only getting $600. One 78-year-old giant turtle in Kentucky now stands as the only reason that you, dear listener, will not get $2,000, but will instead get $600. So, let them know what you think. Whether that be on Twitter, or if you want to call his office, or whatever. Uh, that seems to me to be unacceptable. Um, but the, I also don't like the fact that everyone's acting like $2,000 is like some going to save everyone's life because it's not it all. All it is, is that it's better than $600. So in a way, giant turtle Republicans like Mitch McConnell already won the argument because it makes it seem like sending us a $2,000 check would be the craziest, most socialist thing. That there ever fucking was. But if Andrew Yang was president, we'd be getting that every fucking month. He actually, Andrew Yang, that is, Andrew Yang uh, filed paperwork to run for mayor of New York City. And if he actually gets elected mayor of New York City, I might move back to New York City. That place is going to turn it into a petri dish for all of his fucking sick ideas. 
and everyone will see why they should have chosen him to be president. Um, but yeah, it's very similar to, uh, well, no, it, 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 what he is a proponent of is UBI. This, just getting $2,000, is not similar at all to UBI. It is just an emergency check, a one-time thing, not recurring. And bitch, bitch, cuntle, giant turtle, bitch, bitch, cuntle, has this all thinking like we're teetering on communism if we were to ever give citizens in dire need of money because of the fucking global financial system collapse brought upon by the once in a hundred year pandemic now that would be too fucking communistic So, you all continue to have fucked up financial situations, myself included, because our government seems to think that $600 is enough for all of us to have made the entirely mondo fucked up last nine months. That have that were totally fucking upended. And not to make it about me, but I and many, many millions of other Americans were severely affected financially. $600 will do it. So that's cool. It's about a tank of gas. Thanks, Gov. Um, but anyway, my point is even though it's clearly not going to happen. My point in one, in one summarized in one final plea, my point is, give me my... My point, senators, because I know you all fucking listen to this, because I know you all listen to Matt D'Elia is confused, especially bitch, bitch, cuntal. My point is, Give me money. And you know what? I'm just like fucking. Hook goes out on me. Tuesday night in the stack. Box to cry. Tell the band to let stick outside. I'm about to leave and you walk. Right on by and I just freeze All the time I try to find somebody to me like you But I'm not the type of likes where I shouldn't really want you I don't know you, but it feels like I do And I was surprised when you walked in the room Cause every single word it just makes my stomach turn Cause I don't know you, but it feels like I do. Gimme, me, me, me. Feels like I do. That was a fucking MD's so, all gimme, me, me, me mashup. I'm starting to mix it up. 
You got MDs on. You got and right on the heels of bitch, bitch cuntle talk. So that's that segment of the show. Um, just real, I guess, briefly in this mini window before I uh, take a break. Um, there was a terror. I mean, there's nothing else to call it besides a terrorist attack. There was a terrorist attack on Christmas Day in Nashville. Now, it's possible some of you heard me say that and thought, what? Because for whatever reason, when you read about this in the news, no one uses the word terrorism. Um, But I'm pretty sure most of you, at least, unless you live under a fucking rock, in which case, take your head out of your ass and listen now. Um, Some guy rigged an RV with a, a very pow- a rather powerful bomb and parked it a down in downtown Nashville and had a, a speaker system playing a warning that said you have 15 minutes to something whatever um, evacuate now and then it would play Petula Clark's downtown which to be honest is a fucking good song so I don't I mean it's weird that the it's always weird to me when a bomb maker like shows any kind of personality or like a terrorist has any kind of personality beyond um, just that of an extremist or like a very angry deranged person but the fact that this terrorist chose fucking to play Petula Clark's downtown out of the loudspeaker attached to the RV, which he rigged with explosives in a major American city on Christmas morning. That's rare. And um, this is, this is the, if you don't know that song, this is that song. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. When you've got worries, all the noise and the hurry seems to help, I know. Downtown, just listen to the music of the traffic in the city. Linger on the sidewalk where the neon signs are pretty. How can you lose the light so much brighter there? All right, that's enough. Uh, but that's Petula Clark's Downtown, and uh, that is a song I like, and it's weird when a crazy person chooses a song that I like to play when his bomb goes off. Uh, Oh, and did I say his? Of course I did, because there's literally never been a woman who's ever done this 
Uh, and don't get me on a fucking technicality. I know there has. Like that woman who shot up YouTube or whatever the fuck. But the ratio is astounding. Everyone who explodes shit in public, everyone who tries to destroy shit and kill people is a man. That's not my point, but I'm just realizing it now. I'm not realizing it now, but it's coming to me again now. Hey guys, chill. Uh, but it's not being called an act of terrorism, what this guy did. Nobody died except him. So it was a suicide bombing. Straight up, 100%, this was a suicide bombing. And it took out some like cellular shit, it took out AT&T service or something. It it took out power and some, it was like next to, um, what, Con Edison? I know it was AT&T, it took down AT&T shit. I think it took out some kind of other energy company's thing that fucked up, uh, let's call it the grid. Because I think when people don't know uh, any information about anything in, in terms of infrastructure, they're just like, they just say the grid and everyone kind of nods and acts like that person knows. So yeah, it fucked up the grid. At least one of the grids. Uh, and... Yeah, and, and, and when you read about it, you don't read terrorist attack in Nashville, but you should, because it was a suicide bombing. And they they have a sus they have they they believe they know who did it. It's the one person who died, and he's a fucking guy. And he is a white guy, and he's older. He's he's like a he's like a boomer, I think. I think he's in his sixties. And I could say his name because it's out there, but I don't want to because I hate that. I don't like that. I know it's news, but like, it's so obvious when people just want to fucking are when people are just utter fucking losers, utter fucking disgrace failures, and they're just like, I'm gonna make them remember me. One of his fucking neighbors was like, you know what they always say? There were no signs. There were no signs. You never would have known this guy is a fucking terrorist. I think we should all start suspecting people more of being terrorists. Why? Because anytime there is one, their neighbors are always like, I never would have known. Well, let's change that. Let's change what it is to know when someone's fucking demented. This neighbor could have had a clue, though. Because out of the same, out of one side of his mouth, he says, "Oh, I never, I never knew, I never would have guessed this he would be do something this crazy and violent." And then in the very next breath, he says, "I saw him just before Christmas, and I asked him if he was doing anything special for Christmas, and he said no. But Nashville and the world are going to remember me." You didn't have any idea. Let me tell you something. Only terrorists say that. Only fucking terrorists say shit like that. And, you know, obviously, if he wasn't a fucking white guy, the headline would have terrorist act in it. 
people would be saying it was terrorism much more freely. But he was a white guy, so everyone says he was a loner and really the nicest guy, and nobody ever would have known. Well, when someone asks someone else if they're excited for Christmas, and that person says, the whole world is going to remember me, start suspecting that guy of being crazy. You don't have to be like, okay, well, that person's going to fucking set off a bomb in the middle of downtown Nashville. But something should go off. Let's start retraining our brains to when someone says something like that, think, oh, you're dangerous. So we can stop hearing the con- constant common refrain of, I, there were no signs. What do you need him to have? Just be waking up and shouting out the fucking, out of all of his windows, I'm a terrorist. I want to murder people. I'm going to make a bomb on Christmas. Anyway, obviously I'm not neighbor-blaming. There's no way you could actually anticipate someone would do something horrible like this. But the whole thing of, oh, there were no signs. I don't like reading that every time something like this happens. Um, But even more annoying than that, even more annoying than it not being called what it is, which is terrorism, is the fact that immediately... It gets fed into the fucking conspiracy theory machine. And and immediately, people that are 60 and white, living in the South somewhere, in the American South, and their profile picture is, is like of them with like a backwards hat on, with like kind of a little bit of long hair, and they're like staring at a computer screen, and that's their profile pic. There's some boomer guy, obviously guy, a white guy, everyone with that profile picture is tweeting shit like, are we getting all the information? Seems kind of fishy. Seems kind of fishy because it just happened and a bomb blew up all the fucking evidence, including the guy who did it. Give people a little bit of time to figure out what the fuck happened. But immediately, these dumb QAnon motherfuckers. It used to be fucking kind of funny. Dude, now it's not funny. You know why? Because the guy that did this was probably a QAnon motherfucker. Because the next guy who does this will be a QAnon motherfucker. And the guy who does this after that will be a QAnon motherfucker. This is the next terrorism. It's here. It started already. It started on Christmas. You could argue it started before that. But this shit is going to start in fucking earnest now. Immediately, the conspiracy theorists were like, oh, it was, a, it was a fucking airborne bomb. Democrats wanted to fucking distract and, 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 and something about Dominion, you know, something about Dominion, Dominion voting systems and Democrats and fucking distractions and subversions and coups. And you're just like fucking here. I mean, I'll find I'll find some of this shit right now. That fucking idiot, idiot, Lynn Wood. Um, 
that uh, lawyer, that Georgian lawyer, who was one of Michael Flynn's lawyers, and he defended uh, the Covington kid, whatever the fuck his name is, the one that looks like his head is a spinning top because his chin comes to such a fine point. Uh, what's his name? Sandman, Nick Sandman. My lawyer sucks. He's an idiot. He is irresponsible. He says crazy shit. He tries to make people think Trump is not a fucking asshole. Okay, so here's what he says. This is him on um, Twitter. FBI and ATF say Nashville, quote, bomber acted alone. Wow, he did a great female voice impersonation on the evacuation warning. Pretty sophisticated alone, quote, bomber. Then a, f- a whole new line. We the people are being played again. Ask questions. Demand answers. You're not being fucking played. A terrorist acted, made a fucking bomb, set it off in a fucking city. He was probably someone who read, devoutly read your fucking tweets, you dipshit. This just, I'm all about not being hand fed by the fucking mass media to discern for yourself, to try to read between the lines. But don't automatically assume every single thing anyone involved in law enforcement or media tells you is a fucking lie and cover-up. Stop watching bad movies. Stop being so fucking lazy. Read a fucking book that isn't self-published by someone you follow on Twitter with where we go one, we go all hashtagged in his fucking bio. It's starting to fucking eat itself. Lynn Wood is saying law enforcement is lying to us about a fucking terrorist attack perpetrated by the kind of fucking person that hits like on the tweet that calls into question the veracity of what law enforcement is saying about the Nashville bombing written by Lynn Wood. Do you see the fucking cyclical nature of that? Do you see how fucking demented that is? Stop being fucking stupid. Not every fucking thing is part of some vast conspiracy to get Donald Trump out of fucking office. He fucking lost. QAnon is a fucking joke. Before I take a break, there's this person, um, Deanna Lorraine. Deanna Lorraine, I've played her before on this show. She wrote a, what a surprise, wrote a book in the aftermath of getting pummeled by Nancy Pelosi trying to take Nancy Pelosi's seat in Congress. She's risen since since then. She's risen to uh, fringe alt-right. I mean, infamy, I guess you could say. She's a notorious fucking moron. Right-wing watch is always posting her shit. She has a podcast. She's got like a radio show. Infowars hired her for like a week and then fired her and didn't tell her why. Real weird shit. 
Um, but she's like a right wing personality now and a Trumpist and a full on QAnon believer. Um, and she, the reason I bring her up now is because even she is starting to see the writing on the wall that all of everything QAnon is utter fucking bullshit. And you have been fucking had. And as it starts to dawn on these people, I can't wait to be the one to fucking report about it. I'm a reporter. <laughs> uh, I'm a reporter. Okay, here, here she is talking about, uh, or, or starting to, giving the first inklings that she's coming to terms with uh, her being had. Here we go. Because we have so much trusted this plan, we always think he's playing 5D chess. So anything that looks questionable, we think, okay, it's a strategy. He's playing 5D chess. We don't have anything to worry about. Trump, Trump. Um, is, has, is it possible that that is a detriment to us, that that has actually been a detriment to us? And that... Yeah, it's possible. Okay, keep going. Possibly QAnon and this whole... This whole operation has possibly neutered the most powerful the otherwise most powerful demographic in the world we've got about 25 days guys and we will know which maybe is a good thing but we're going to know for sure is trump really the 5d master chess player who is going to just totally decimate the swamp and <laughs> rest all these deep state operatives and everything we've seen <laughs> Up till now was just a massive, you know, all these brilliant chess moves and it's all going to come into place and a sting operation and QAnon is real and everything's happening and everyone was right. Is justice finally going to be served? Are we finally going to see that checkmate? Are we finally going to see the traps closed? Or we're not. Or we're going to find out the truth. Maybe things failed. Maybe QAnon operation wasn't real. Maybe, maybe some things weren't really the, the truth, right? But we're going to know in about 25 days. And that's the beauty of all this. As much as I hate it, that it's coming down to the wire. Um, the one good thing about it is we're going to know the fucking truth one way or the other, aren't we? We're going to know. Yeah, you're going to know. You're going to know what we've all known always. But I love that she's spinning it into a positive. You know, we're going to, in, in 25 days, when it's time for Trump to get the fuck out of office, we're going to know if we've been right all along in adhering to and believing in QAnon. Or, you know, we're going to have to face the fact that we're, we were wrong. We'll finally know. But here's the thing. You had no reason not to know, always and forever. Happy you're coming to terms with the fact that you're fucking... A titanic fucking disgrace. But how could it possibly take until the very first day of Joe Biden's presidency? All right, before I take a break, there's one other thing. Uh, friend of the show, Mike Rothschild, who is uh, an expert on QAnon, <clears throat> posted something recently on the same subject, actually, and I want to read 
this is him retweeting actually um someone named Grace Spellman and it in okay yeah so this is uh this is fellow QAnon believers in in misery just random tweets uh the tweet the original tweet says three tweets of literally hundreds and it's all just fucking QAnon motherfuckers losing their shit. Here's, I'm just going to read the three to give you a taste of people like Deanna Lauren who just, Deanna Lorraine who don't have their own podcast or YouTube show. Uh, okay. This is from Shannon Searches, at Shannon Searches. My head is a mess because I know we are only seeing what they show us and that may not even be real. My head hurts from trying to figure out the real end game and what will be true and what was thrown to the dogs for distraction. It's really messing with my mental health. Yeah, no shit. We absolutely know it's messing with your mental health. And it will until you stop believing it. Also, your head will hurt until you stop believing it. Because the harder and harder it becomes to believe, your head will hurt more and more. And your mental health with will uh, decline more and more. Here's another one from Cute Boy 2. <laughs> okay, here's Cute Boy 2. Shit, I am tired. Me. All alone. One grandma. What the fuck? You boy too? One grandma? My kids think I am nuts. I spent every penny in my pension preparing for them so they can survive. And they don't even know that the world is at war. Yes, I am tired. Pray for me. Jesus. Here's Awake Peanut. This movie needs to end soon. I am losing my whole family because of this. Not even welcome anymore at my own mother's house. My brother doesn't talk to me. And my dad... Well, he passed away 25th of January. This shit needs to end before I become violent. I mean, that could not hit it on the fucking head anymore. This movie needs to end soon. It's not a fucking movie. It's real life. All right, uh, it's 3,000 degrees in here, as I'm sure all of you could have guessed. So I'm going to take a break now and cool down. I'll be back in a minute. Okay. Don't go anywhere. Matt D'Elia is confused. We'll return right after the break. And I'm back. <sighs> so on the uh, with that last thing in mind, uh, the thing I was talking about before I took a break. Um, so. This is slightly um, complicated, and it might take a few extra minutes to make the entire point, make it come full circle. But because it it does have to do with QAnon, I'll, I'll, and and I was just talking about that, I'll pick up there. Um, <clears throat> so it's as as we've covered. I mean, look, the first time I was talking about QAnon was the third ever episode of the show. This is something that's been with us for a long time. It started out as a fringe movement and it has become sort of married to, um, I mean, it was, it was always sort of, its whole foundational tenet has been married or attached or hitched to Trumpism, let's say. It's been about how Trump is saving the world. But Trump and Trumpists never really got close to it, but they let it live. They let it metastasize. No one, Trump especially, 
But no one involved with Trump was ever like, those people are fucking crazy. And all that's fucking crazy. Still vote for me and Trump, but y'all fucking crazy. That never happened. And so then it grew and it grew. And as Trump became more and more deranged, let's say up to today, and more and more isolated on his own, not so much from the Republican Party, but he's been pushed to the very edge or he's charged to the very edge of the fringe. And while he hasn't been abandoned exactly, per se, by the middle, more middle right people in his party, he is sort of getting further and further away from the center, let's say. From even most moderate Republicans. Many people, whether they're, quote, turning on him or not, are coming to realize, okay, this guy is what everyone who hated him always said he was. Um, and everyone's sort of silence on the matter within the Republican Party has allowed this fucking runaway train to gain so much steam and continue to have and have amassed so much power that now there's no fucking getting out of course. He's just, he's going to do what he's going to do. He's going to fucking burn everything in his path. And that's it. And it's too fucking far along to have, be, uh, do anything about it. But now that he's starting to flail and fucking throw even louder tantrums and say even crazier shit, he's just naturally getting closer and closer to the QAnon people and what they say. His, his, his conspiracy theories, let's say, are getting as crazy and thus sort of merging with the QAnon crowd, the QAnon hive mind. <clears throat> to the point that now surrogates of Trump, Trump's cronies, are just, uh, as they're obviously seeing the writing on the wall, whether their subconscious lets them realize it or not, or their conscious mind lets them realize it or not, their subconscious mind must know they're going and their power is going with them. For instance, Michael Flynn is just going to be a fucking absolutely crazy person on the fringe. He's not going to ever be invited to the White House to discuss martial law. You know what I mean? And everyone like, like Michael Flynn understands this. Whether they process it properly or not, they do know that. They're out of here. And as they go out, it's interesting to watch them because while they're not exactly kicking and screaming, their pose is that of some kind of cool confidence. Outrage, yes, but some confidence that things will work out. But it's interesting to watch, and let's use Flynn as the example, him court the true crazy. So QAnon people... As I said before, they have this phrase that they use. From the movie White Squall. And the phrase is, where we go one, we go all. Um, and it's kind of like a slogan almost at this point. And Michael Flynn is now 
selling merch on his fucking website. He has a merch store, which is fine, whatever, I guess. But this is not fine. He's now, he, the former national security advisor, a real one. is so fully embracing QAnon that he's selling shirts with where we go one, we go all on them. And the copy accompanying the shirt says this, it's no conspiracy and it's certainly more than a theory. The Great Awakening is happening, and the signs are everywhere. This Where We Go One, We Go All design is a special edition. We are offering a sweatshirt, a ladies' v-neck, and men's crew neck t-shirt, and a very cool trucker hat to match. Don't miss out on this collector style. (sighs) Okay, um... So yeah, so he's he's just fully um, embracing that now as sort of like a final dash cash grab before the House of Cards comes tumbling down. But I think in that, in in him doing that, it sort of starts to become clear what all of this. Um, alternative news, alternative uh, truth, alternative reality, alternative facts movement is. Which is to, to take disillusioned or lost people, make them believe in something, And then take their money. That's what the Trump presidency has been. I mean, literally, the Trump defense fund now. Donate to the Trump defense fund. I see fucking stupid ass dupes online being like, I donated $12,000 to the Trump defense fund. MAGA. And then they read the fine print on the fucking emails that go out from the Trump defense fund. And it's like, doesn't need to be spent on Trump, Donald Trump's defense or whatever the fuck. He's just going to use it to like pay back debts after he's president. Everything's a fucking con. He took disillusioned people, and there were many of them, rightfully disillusioned, you could definitely say, or absolutely say. Just didn't really direct that disillusionment in the right way. But he did. He took it, directed it the way he wanted it, made them believe in a thing and so enforced that reality for them that they believe no other reality and then now he's fucking bilking them. That's exactly what fucking all of this shit is. And it becomes clear when people like Flynn start literally selling shit. It becomes almost like uh, uh, um, what do you call it? Like a fucking televangelist. Like, like it, you know what it becomes? It becomes like Peter Popov. The guy that would sell sell the holy water and mail it to you. 
the guy who who uh who would put on revival shit and and get told what like the people that would go would fill out cards beforehand like where they're from what's ailing them whatever and then his he would like know shit about him people he'd have like an earpiece in and i think his wife would like feed him information about the very people he would select from the audience it just it's no different you're taking money from lost people You're literally capitalizing on their lostness directly. And you start to see it with other people, too, involved uh, uh, on the same level as Flynn. You know, these people start to realize they don't have any other world to go back to. Trumpism is the thing now. Giuliani's doing the same shit. There's nowhere for him to go after this. He's the fucking crazy shoe polish guy. Who thinks Trump won? Now that's what he is. He's not. He's not the guy that fucking led the charge for New York after nine eleven. That's no. He's not America's mayor anymore. That's not his shit. He's the crazy old guy with shoe polish running down his head, talking about how Trump won next to a fucking porn store, you know, in Philadelphia somewhere. <clears throat> and he's got to peddle his shit too. Now he's got his own fucking like radio show thing or or, or, or uh, podcast. I don't know what the fuck the thing is. I see, see I see clips of him like sitting at a desk talking to a camera. I'm like, oh, you look like fucking Peter Popoff. There's no difference anymore. They're all just charlatans now. And what happens is at the end. When they run out of gas, when the house of cards comes tumbling down, all they do is ask for your money. There's no more fucking song and dance. There's no more sheen. It's just, hey, give me money. It's what Trump's doing. It's what the Trump campaign's doing. It's what fucking Michael Flynn's doing. It's just one fucking con. Actually, to go back to Mike Rothschild, friend of the show. I should have Mike back on the show. But uh, he tweeted something about, specifically about Flynn earlier, that I'm just going to read word for word because it really resonated with me. Where is it? And when did I read it? Oh, here we go. He actually tweeted a bunch about the Flynn thing. Oh. This is perfect. I did, I only saw one of these. All right, here, here's. I'm just gonna read a bunch of tweets of Mike's in a row because I'm sure he's gonna phrase it better than me. Um, <clears throat> so this is four tweets in a row from Mike Rothschild at Rothschild MD. He's been on the show also. If you're interested, uh, and you should be. We did an episode about broadly about conspiracies, but we did talk about QAnon um, quite a bit. Conspiracy theories and the people who believe in them. It's a good episode. Uh, okay, here's Mike. Mike Flynn isn't running a PSYOP on America. He's running a scam on America. 
They are very different animals. This isn't about this is this is what it's about for Flynn more than anything else. Not some kind of coup or takeover. It's about selling swag to people who think he's at the right hand of the god emperor. The coup stuff is a bonus outlet for his usual crazy. Well put. And then he goes on. Never forget that the disgraced former national security advisor who writes apocalyptic op-eds about America being on the precipice of civil war is making money selling hats and t-shirts to Q-believers. This is why you do yourself a disservice by discounting Q's links to affinity frauds. Because ultimately, it's all about separating lost and confused people from their money. Thank you. I should have just fucking read that from the start. Fucking exactly, though. The more desperate these enterprises become, the more transparent they become. Not to the people who believe them. They're just as fucking tethered and myopic and deranged, if not more so, than they've always been. They don't see what we see. We, though, as non-crazy person believers can see it for what it is. They're all out of gas, they got nothing else, and they're just like, can I have money? Can I have your money? Thanks. Also, just broadly, I love how, like, these fucking alternative news people are literally the exact same thing that they critic that they themselves say about the mainstream media, which to them is like Satan, basically. To them, the mainstream media is the root of all of their problems, all of society's problems, and so therefore, therefore, they emerge as, at least in, they're selling themselves as viable alternatives to mainstream news, but then. These people build audiences, largely full of fucking crazy people, conspiracy theorists, Q people, let's call them, who think a certain way. They have a certain way of thinking that aligns with the message that they're selling, that they're sharing before they even share it. They already think this. It's a paranoid mind. A right-wing paranoia. It was around before... It'll continue to be around, and it's definitely fucking around now. But this is not new. It's just new in its current form. And then they start reporting alternative facts. But wouldn't you know it, all the alternative facts happen to align more with the right-wing paranoiac's typical thoughts. And then, exactly what they accuse the mainstream media of, leaving out the parts of the story that don't fit their narrative that don't fit the fucking, uh, uh, what, the, what their particular kind of news' audience wants to hear, right? They have a, quote, agenda, and they only tell us the things they want to tell us, and they hide or bury or leave out the things they don't want to tell us, so they're, quote, lying to us. This is their feel- these are their feelings about the mainstream media. But what do they do? Take the Nashville bombing. It's a fucking perfect example. These fucking morons are out there being like, well, we don't know if they, it, these, this RV didn't have 
wasn't uh, uh, a distraction when the fucking facts that are emerging are plainly telling a different story. This was an act of fucking terrorism carried out by someone, the kind of person, who seeks alternative news like this. But because they don't want to share that with their audience, they happen to leave out that fact and throw out other possibilities. Like it's some fucking part of the coup. Like it's another extension of the Dominion voting systems thing. My point is, the exact thing that these, quote, alternative news people are accusing the mainstream media of being is exactly exactly what they're doing. Meanwhile, the mainstream media does it way, 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 way less than they make it out to be. And it's literally all they do. So what we have here is the biggest case of fucking projection ever. You don't tell us the truth. You leave out the things you don't want to tell us. You have a whole agenda. Hey, you guys do. Uh, before I go, I'm going to play just one really good example of what I'm talking about. So there's this guy that I've played, uh, on the show before. I think his name is, oh yeah. Okay. Josh Bernstein. He's a right wing commentator. Just like, uh, I mean, they're all the fucking same. There's no reason to give more descriptions of who he is because they're all the same guy. And here he is giving a news report, news update on the whole Nashville terrorist attack. It is a terrorist attack that he's talking about. Even though he addresses that up front and says it's not. Here's Josh Bernstein. Okay. Okay. What seems to me is this was definitely not a terrorist attack. It was something that possibly could have been used to hide evidence. Perhaps... Uh, Maybe uh, the Dominion machines were located inside the RV. Who knows? And they were trying to hide the evidence. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I think we have to understand that this is a distraction. I'm not necessarily saying it's a false flag or anything. It's a distraction. It's a distraction for the American people to forget about the fact that their country is being heisted from them. Okay? And the mainstream media will never tell you that. But the terrorist attack on the streets of Nashville on Christmas Day maybe was a way to cover up the disposal or destruction of Dominion voting machines that swung the election from Joe Biden to Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened, dude. They, whoever they is, made it seem like there was a terrorist, domestic terrorist. I mean... Let me not even go that route. Let me just say, why the fuck wouldn't they just blow up, blow up in a ditch in the middle of nowhere somewhere? Why would they blow up in Nashville? In downtown Nashville. Downtown. Uh, it's just fucking stupid. It's just fucking unbelievable stupidity. And what's even more unbelievable and what's most maximally sad is how many fucking people believe shit like this. <sighs> which is true of fucking Peter Popoff. So many people will pay his ass. Give him money for that fucking bogus-ass holy water. 
give them money to quote heal them it's just fucking endless suckers out there wanting to believe other shit uh all right uh, i guess i can't blame them because the world fucking sucks but hey the world is the world and i refuse to pretend it's some other fucking thing just because i don't like it the world is the world so we have to act accordingly not like crazy fucking fantasy land people uh okay um, 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 um i hope you guys had a fucking great holiday hope you guys have a great upcoming holiday I personally can't wait for January 1st. Um, Happy New Year. Stay healthy. Don't fucking be a dumb fuck and party. Please. Please. uh, The vaccine's coming and it's here, but it's not coming nearly fast enough. So don't be an idiot and be like, but we're all going to be vaccinated anyway. Happy New Year. Woo! Fucking New Year's sucks anyway. It takes seven hours to get home. Style. Just style. Alright, uh, I love you all. Take care of yourselves. I'll talk to you in 2021. Okay.